This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. As a reminder, if you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, you can give us a call 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, when I meet with clients who are close to retirement, they generally fall into two camps when it comes to retirement savings. Those who are very confident they have enough money saved for their ideal retirement and those who are absolutely terrified they don't have enough savings to see them all the way through. Now during the show today, we're gonna to examine some tips that may help you build a financial strategy that provides enough cash to see you through retirement. But before we discuss your hard-earned money, let me introduce my co-host with us always, Tony Shore, who I know has plenty of cash in his pocket because he always makes me buy lunch. <laughs> that is true. I do prefer if you buy the lunch. Or, or the tiki bar tabs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I may have stuck you with a, a tiki bar or a lunch tab uh, once or twice in the past. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but thanks for having me on the show. And uh, hey, I provide the entertainment. You pick up the check. It's a win-win right? <laughs> it sounds good. Right? Come on. <laughs> well, and I'm looking forward to our topic today because I think there are a lot of people, Greg, who are probably close to retirement and maybe they're second guessing their savings or they're not close to retirement and they're second guessing what they're saving for retirement. Do I have enough? Will I have enough? Should I adjust how much I'm saving? Do I need to increase how much I'm putting into that 401k or IRA? Uh, I think a lot of people have these questions. Yeah, in fact, that is the number one retirement fear is having your money uh, not outlive you. You know, you want you want to make sure that your money lasts longer than you do. Yeah, and those are all very important questions. In fact, when I sit down with people, um, you know, that they almost some some people almost need that permission to retire. Like, really, is it okay? Can I do it? <laughs> so there's a lot of mistakes that can be made. You know, it flips on you when you get into retirement, you start to take income. So we're gonna talk about some some of those tips to make your money last. And I have a good reference here. Um, there's a CNBC article uh, that I'm referencing titled, How to Make Sure You Won't Outlive Your Retirement Savings. And it's got some good points. Um, we'll break some of those down. Now, the advice starts in two categories, before you retire and when you're near retirement or when you're first entering retirement. So the first tip under the umbrella of the before you retire is to try and save 15% of your income every year. And that number includes what you and your employer put into your 401k or, or similar tool. Now you're probably wondering why 15% and the answer according to the article is that most retirees will need a minimum of 55%. Now let's stress the word minimum. That's that's pre-retirement income to maintain the lifestyle. Usually um, 70 to 80% is kind of the target. 55% is kind of like, you know, you might be eating a lot of ramen and scraping by, but you need at least that to survive. And um, you factor in social security. And once you consider that, a fidelity study cited that the article determined that 45% 
needs to come from retirement savings. Ah, uh, okay. So obviously it's good to know this and you should be working with somebody like yourself. So uh, let's play a devil's advocate here, though. Uh, for many people, setting aside 15% of their income a year is uh, going to be difficult, I would think. Yeah, um, it, it can be difficult. You're definitely right about that. Um, when you factor in things like mortgage, food costs, childcare, um, other expenses, even you know college tuition. If your kids are older, it's those expenses are a part of life. And if 15% is too high of a bar, you know obviously save as much as you can because something is always better than nothing. As you age, you grow your career, you might be able to slowly increase how much you're saving. And remember, the IRS allows that catch-up provision after age 50. So it might be a great way to increase your savings if you're falling a little bit behind. Okay. So that's that's obviously a good idea. And let's not forget that a large percentage of people out there are better off not trying to come up with a retirement saving strategy all on their own. It's better to work with somebody like yourself, Greg, an experienced financial services professional, because you can provide them with essential insights and advice. And you have the experience going through this every day with your current clients, right? Exactly. I mean, I've structured many, many retirement plans. And so it's 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 much easier for me to kind of see the whole picture where if you've only done it zero times, you know, or once for yourself, you don't have quite the insight. And a financial services professional will also be well positioned to help you with the article's next piece of advice, which is to thoroughly understand the various tax implications that come with your retirement accounts. Now, as many of our listeners likely know, traditional 401ks, IRAs, TSPs allow you to contribute pre-tax money now get that deduction but then you do have to pay taxes later when you're retired and making those withdrawals now other side of the coin the roth side either a traditional ira or sometimes there's roth 401ks or roth tsp you pay taxes on the money you don't get a deduction so it's it's already taxed money that you put in there but then it's tax-free when you take it out yeah, and I like the sound of that, tax-free. And uh, taxes in retirement are another aspect uh, of uh, retirement planning and strategizing that people don't uh, consider a lot. And I would want to try to figure out all of those ins and outs of the tax implications of all my retirement accounts and work with somebody like yourself to do that, obviously. Yeah, and when deciding which ones, I get that question a lot. You know, hey, should I go with the traditional or should I go with the Roth? Should yeah. I go with a mix of both? Um, paying Roth IRAs now, sound, yeah, Roth IRAs sound good, but. Yeah, I mean, they, they are. And it, it usually favors younger people because the more time you have that money to grow wow. and compound, the more valuable it is later. On the other side, um, you know, when you pay your taxes now or then later, it could be useful if you think you'll be in a higher tax bracket once you're retired. But again, it's important to work with the professional when it comes to those Roths, because with any type of financial tool, there's always downsides. Um, for example, if you keep your money in your yacht, you have to have it at least five years before you can take those tax-free withdrawals. So that means if you're maybe in your late 50s or early 60s, a Roth is probably not the way to go. Ah, uh, okay. So, and there are some restrictions to a Roth if you make too much right, uh, that type of thing. Yes, um, there are some loopholes still in there. Um, the backdoor Roth contribution, which is converting it into a Roth. But the basic rule is... It, it favors younger people when you're when you're older. Sure. The broths kind of lose their advantage. Sure. Now the next tip is 
make sure that you don't outlive your money is to keep a very close eye on how much of your paycheck is actually finding its way into your 401k. Okay. So increasingly, employers automatically enroll you know new employees in the company plan at a certain percentage. For example, if your company standard is 3%, then that's what will be taken out of your check. Now, while that's a great way to get started in the 401k, particularly in the early days on the job when you know you just started you maybe you're at a lower pay grade and your your head's still spinning with new information it's important not to rest all on your laurels when it comes to that percentage you got to plan on increasing that but be certain that your contribution rate is enough and this is the big one to at least trigger the company match assuming that your company offers one so if they match up to five percent you're only getting three you're leaving money on the table so make sure you're at least contributing up to the maximum match Ah, that's always, and you've mentioned that quite a few times on the show, make sure you're getting the full match uh, with your 401ks, things like that. I think that's really important if you have a 401k or similar type retirement plan at your work, make sure you're getting the full match, contributing enough to do that. In fact, how can our listeners get a hold of you to make sure that they've got a solid retirement income plan in place? Yeah, if you want a, a second pair of eyes on it, or if you haven't started one yet and it's time to get started, you know, give us a call, 808-791-2924, and our website is therogroup.org. All right, sounds good. And we're looking at ways that you can ensure you won't outlive your money, which, like you said, is the number one concern most people have. And nowadays, retirement is commonly lasting two or three decades, uh, 20 to 30 years. So you don't want to run out of money. What do you have for us next? Well, the next tip in the article to, again, this one is from CNBC. It's titled, How to Make Sure You Won't Outlive Your Retirement Savings, which is what, this is one I happen to agree with. Build up your cash reserves. That's your emergency fund. So you want to make sure that you've got cash on hand to be able to access for unforeseen uh, expenses. Now, investments and other income generating tools are definitely part of the plan, but good old fashioned cash is a significant part of your overall retirement strategy. Now, remember the potential for these unforeseen expenses they don't vanish just because you stopped working. You know, regardless of your age, seek out these higher yield savings accounts. There's a lot of good ones online that pay a little bit higher than your local bank. Um, you'll get a better interest rate than you do with your traditional savings accounts. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a great tip right there. And I think people need to be taking note of this. And it's clear that having enough money saved is a huge part of a comprehensive retirement strategy. But how do you determine what the right amount is? I mean, that's the big question I think most of our listeners have. Yeah. And that's actually a lot of times when when we're starting building a retirement plan, that's kind of where we where we hit a snag, you know, people kind of pause because they, they've, they've never really thought about it before. And the number is really determined by your yourself, you know, your personal needs, your goals, what you want to do in retirement. There is no magic number, you know, that we said that between 70, 80 percent, then their article said 55 is the minimum, but it's really all about you. So to figure out your number, you know, you need to sit down with your spouse or a financial service professional and really determine how much you're going to need in your retirement. Do it. Do it the good old fashioned budget, you know, factor in things like your your mortgage payment, your health care costs, your groceries, transportation, how much traveling you're going to want to be doing. What are your hobbies? You know, what are you going to be doing in your spare time? Once you have a good sense of what those are, then you calculate your social security that's going to and, and, and a pension if if you're one of those few people that are actually going to have a, a work pension and then figure out what the difference is and then that is what's called your income gap and that's how much you have to withdraw 
from your savings in order to to meet that. Now we we do this in our uh, report called the Retirement Compass. We put all your fixed income in one column, your income goal in another column, adjusted for inflation. Each year, your income gap is identified. Knowing that gap and number and expressed as a percentage, then we can fit the right investment vehicles in there to to fill those gaps most efficiently. Well, yeah, and that filling those gaps is key. And we have touched on that in other shows. Uh, Again, uh, having the most money saved, uh, enough money saved is important. And if after doing the math, a person determines they're going to be a little short with their savings, what should they do then? Yeah, well, it might be, uh, you know, a bit of a downer for some folks, but delaying retirement is probably a smart move. You know, the article actually points out for each year that you work beyond your full retirement age, Social Security adds what's called a delayed retirement credit to your monthly benefit. It's 8% per year. So you can utilize this DRC, you know, all the way up until when you turn 70. And then at which point you have to take Social Security um, from there, you can't delay it any longer. Now, look at the article second category. So now we're in the very close to retirement or early days of retirement. And this is where we're looking at how much to withdraw from our savings. So the article points to the 4% rule. Now, the 4% rule, um, full disclaimer, is an old number. This was done in the early 90s. A financial planner named William Bengen actually did the study and he backdated the market. So he took 20 year periods in the market's history and back tested all of these and determined that 4% was a safe withdrawal rate for a well diversified portfolio. Now, 20 years, people are living longer. So if you're not gonna be retiring at 70, if you're gonna be retiring at say 60, um, that that 20 years is not enough time. So Morningstar redid the study in 2013 and they came up with the the 4% rule was about a 95% success rate. 3% was like your 99.8% success rate. So that's your that's the number. And people always ask that, well, how much can I withdraw from the portfolio? If you do it yourself and you just liquidate your your accounts, you know, you're looking at that 3 to 4% range, but we have different investment vehicles that produce yield where we can get that number up significantly higher. So you have to get the right portfolios to be able to figure out these income gaps and the best way to 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 fill them. Okay, that's good. And, you know, trying to fill those income gaps and figuring all this out is important. So, I, you know, the 4% rule, people have used that. But you, like you say, I, I think, you know, think times have changed and you're going to want to work with a financial services professional to figure out what's right for you. So what happens in subsequent years, though, as you go? Well, they have to be adjusted because, you know, inflation creeps up on you. A lot of a lot of times the cost of living adjustment with Social Security or even with with pensions and federal pensions, you don't get the exact adjustment to the to the uh, consumer price index. I call it the, it's the cola is a is cost of living adjustment. I call it the diet cola <laughs> because it doesn't exactly track the CPI. Um, so you're probably going to have to end up withdrawing more from your portfolio as you get later in in life, and I was just doing a, a retirement plan yesterday. Actually, met with met with a client, um, and they need to take out about five and a half percent of their portfolio in order to to hit their income goal. Now, wow. if they were just liquidating their their work plan, they'd have a very high chance of outliving their money. Um, what we can get the right vehicles, we can generate that yield and and make adjustments so that you can make sure that your money will last longer than you do. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're all striving for here. So uh, I think a lot of people knowing, you know, for a lot of folks out there, our listeners, knowing how much they should be taking in withdrawals each year uh, can be a source of anxiety, worrying about that, uh, especially as it relates to not outliving your money. But clearly, uh, Greg, this is something you help them with and come up with a plan so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's actually funny because the next piece of advice in the article is to work with a financial services professional. And <laughs> the the people uh, I was talking to yesterday said the same thing. You know, it's like once you see like going back to our compass report, you know, you see everything outlined and you know exactly how much you're going to need to take out. You know exactly where it's going to be coming from. It gives you this feeling of, of, of peace, you know, like like you're organized and you know you can do it. It's a light at the end of uh, the tunnel. People feel nervous about retirement. And all the time and maybe even a little scared and that's that's normal you know retirement is one of the biggest life changes people will ever go through but you know even if you've built your own financial strategy you feel good about it working with with a seasoned professional getting organized and having it just in writing you know and down and and in our generational vault um just just helps identify any flaws and make sure we maximize um you know your your retirement income yeah yeah, there you go. And I think, to me, one of the biggest benefits of working with somebody like yourself, Greg, is that you're uh, a huge advocate, but yet you don't have the emotional ties, meaning uh, you don't have the emotional attachment to the money in the way that the person will. And you can offer cool and calm advice based on data and current information and your years of professional experience rather than just on your emotions, right? Yeah, that's a really good perspective. I mean, the bottom line here is that your retirement is something that that you've earned, and that means that you should enjoy it as much as you possibly can. And that's everything from hobbies to travel, maybe time with your grandkids. These are all common goals um, that, you know, let's, let's put it bluntly, they all require money. And let's make sure that you take the steps that are necessary to give yourself the right resources to accomplish those goals. Sure. Sure. make And that makes sense. Now, why don't we let our listeners know once again how they can get a hold of you for that complimentary consultation to set up a strategy? Yeah, you can reach us at 808-791-2924. Got a lot of videos online, too, at the rogroup.org. You can click on our retirement plans, maybe see examples of our Compass report, kind of see visually what I'm talking about. But that's, that's definitely uh, something that I really enjoy, and that's my my favorite part of of what I do is is seeing that anxiety leave people's you know you know eyes when they get the plan and it's done and they they feel like they now have permission <laughs> to be able to retire. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, there you go, and uh, yeah, you can get that permission uh, by having a plan and working with a financial services professional. So, Greg, I think that's really really good. Now, uh, let's dig into our next segment. What do you have for us? Well, this one, I'm going to flip it just a little bit, but we'll stick with the same theme. But this article is from Go Banking Rates, and it's 14 key signs you will run out of money in retirement. Uh Uh-oh. So this one actually identifies some some red flags. So the first alarm bell that you should be aware of, um, according to the article, is not having a long-term care strategy set up. So according to the article, more than half of adults that are 65 will need long-term care. And one in seven will need long-term care longer than five years. So in 2019, the average yearly cost in the whole country of assisted living was 49000 a year. 
Uh, in Hawaii, it's over 100,000. And even on the mainland, on a private room, nursing home is over 100,000. So this is something that you need to have on your plate as far as a strategy. And there's several different options. There's traditional long-term care insurance. There's life insurance policies that allow you to tap into the death benefit while you're alive to cover long-term care. And of course, uh, my favorite is self-insuring, having enough in your portfolio that you can earmark something for a rainy day fund, let it grow and, and have enough money to, to cover those costs. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And that's, you know, I don't mind me. I'm just trying to contemplate the idea of forking over $100,000 a year to a nursing home. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's crazy. And uh, that would spend down your nest egg in a hurry, wouldn't it? Yeah, there goes your legacy plan. I mean, you're five years in the nursing home. I mean, that's Yikes. that's that's everything. Yeah. Now, the next uh, red flag here that you might run out of money is underestimating how long you're going to live. Now, it's no secret people are living longer. In fact, according to the Social Security Administration, one out of four uh, 65-year-olds are going to make at least 90. So it means that it's imperative that you save enough retirement that lasts 30 years. Not the old 20-year strategy, but 30. And Tony, your grandfather is, what, 100, right? 101. Still going. Yeah. (laughs) Talked to him yesterday. That's that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. my wife's grandfather is going to be 98. Yeah. It's amazing. And, he, and he's, still, he's still going, too. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, and, you know, and they're unique. I mean, not that's not, you know, people aren't still going at that age, uh, not everyone, but uh, people are living longer and longer. And I, I think, you know, a lot of us would think, well, hey, I want my retirement to last 30 years, but you have to have the money to enjoy it and a plan in place to make sure that happens. Exactly. And that's why that percentage is really important on how much you're going to be withdrawing. And just like with long-term care, you know, not adequately preparing for your future health costs is another sign that you might live your money. So most of my clients understand that they'll be paying quite a bit of money for health care during retirement. But when you look at the numbers, you know, they, they kind of get surprised. The article notes that 65-year-old couple retired in 2019 is going to need in the ballpark of 285,000 to cover just basic healthcare needs during retirement. Now, considering how much money you'll you will need during retirement is important to err on the high side when it comes to healthcare costs. So don't forget things common things like glasses, um, hearing aids, your co-pays, deductibles, prescriptions is a big one. So a good game plan for your future healthcare costs is another good reason to work with a financial services professional. Yeah, there you go. That's always the key right there. And that's what we've been trying to drive home here. Now, uh, inflation has been dominating, you know, the news, obviously, for months now. And uh, not accounting for inflation has to be another red flag that people often, this happens, right? They miss that fact. Yeah, that's something that can sneak up on you. Um, You know, when you're working, you might not really notice inflation all that much. You get pay raises that kind of directly matches inflation. But when you're in retirement, there's a lot of our income sources that don't keep pace with with inflation. Um, Like if you say have an annuity, they, they usually don't adjust for inflation. That's fixed. Your Social Security, as we said earlier in the show, the diet colas. You know, sometimes your pensions don't keep up with inflation. So eventually you're in retirement a long time. You're going to see inflation kind of starting to to outrun you. Now, 
Currently, it's much higher than, than normal. The average inflationary increase is about 3% is the historic norm. So we think, you know, I don't think 7, 8, 9% inflation is sustainable. I think we will eventually return in the long run to this 3% number. And that's something that we we account for in our retirement compass. And what that means, 3%, if you dig a little deeper, is that over 20 years, so in two decades, a $100,000 pot of cash, let's say that's in the bank earning 0%, is going to be worth about 60% less in terms of buying power. So you hopefully work with a financial service professional that keeps that in mind too. And that's why we add 3% every year to your income goal so we can see how much more we're going to need to withdraw from the portfolio to, to make sure that inflation doesn't catch up with us. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. And I will admit, I've been guilty of overlooking inflation, but I think we're all focused on it now, thanks to the media and the price is skyrocketing, you know, but when it rises at its normal rate, we take it for granted. But if you take a step back and think about inflation and calculate it as part of your overall retirement plan, that strikes me as a wise move. Yeah, you definitely got to be prepared for it. Inflation is easy to see when you when you look behind you, right? <laughs> look at how yeah. much it was to go oh, to a sure. baseball game. Hindsight and, is know. 2020. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and also another one is not um, preparing for inevitable big ticket items that you're going to have to purchase. That's another sign of trouble. And we're talking car repairs, home appliances. You know, your fridge goes out, your washing machine goes out. These are some of the things that'll keep popping up for years after you've retired. Um, even a new set of tires, you know, that's that's not cheap. Make sure that you ask your financial service professional to help you devise a list of many of the common big ticket items that retirees face and determine how much you have to have in that emergency fund. Um, bare bones minimum rule is three months income. Um, I'm kind of that six month um, school of thought, but it really depends on your source of income and how, how steady it is. But about six months of income is what you should have in that emergency fund. Okay. Yeah. And it, it sounds tough, but it can happen. You can do it. And if you, you just have to be disciplined and put some money away until you get there, uh, you know, the realities of the world don't disappear when a person retires, right? That is true. And there's two more red flags, Tony, that I'd like to address before we wrap up today's show. And the first is overspending on your grandkids. And I think I've seen this a few times in my career. It's it's only natural for a grandparent to want to spoil their grandkids, uh, especially if you consider the grandkids are, you know, an important source of companionship and entertainment. But you have to be prudent. You know, feel free to take your grandkids on trips and things like that, but just make sure you're doing it with the confines of your, of your budget. Now, the final warning sign that you may outlive your money is not properly considering taxes. The IRS doesn't forget about you when you retire. For example, we all know you're going to owe taxes from the withdrawals from your 401k, your traditional IRAs. Make sure you have a strategy for taxes that ensures you don't overdraw in other places and sure. then you and you're not going to get surprised by the tax bill. Yeah, taxes are always a big one and people think, "Well, I'm not going to have to pay as many taxes when I'm retired." Uh, but you still have taxes in retirement and the IRS will still come after you because you still have income. It just has to come from other sources like your 401ks, your investments, your social security. But income is still taxed in most cases. So you can have a tax free bucket if you work with a financial services professional. And hey, I happen to know a guy, I'm not going to name names, Greg Gunther, right? <laughs> so Greg, tell our listeners before we go today how they can get a hold of you and set up that plan. 
Yeah, if it's uh, taxation, inflation, those are two things that can sneak up on you in the plan. Um, organizing your assets, how much you're going to need to withdraw from your from your savings. All these things need to be considered organized on paper. If you want some help with that, give us a call 808-791-2924. I'm happy to help. All right. Sounds good. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.